G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Norwegian Melody Grand Prix final preview, Michael. Look, always one of our favourite national finals ever since we started watching. So, you know, we've had a bit of a format change the last couple of years, but Mm. um, I think ultimately the 12 songs we've got, it's going to be pretty competitive. Yeah, so the 12 songs are made up of six pre-qualified songs chosen by a jury. Um, some questionable choices. Uh, five <laughs> winners of the semifinals, and of course, the winner of the wild card round the other day, Yawn. Yes, the last chance. Last chance indeed, <laughs> and he got through for the last chance to make up the full 12, and it will be 100% online public voting. Fingers crossed, as oh, long God. as nothing goes down this year. That went well last year, didn't it? True, true. <laughs> well, look, we're got, we've got a lot to get through. We've got 12 acts to talk about, some more so than others. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start this. And look, Michael, we have 12. We can't talk in detail about them all. We're we, gonna... we don't want to. <laughs> oh, no, it's a good 12. It's a good 12, yeah, I reckon. True. But we are going to be ruthless, and we're going to cut four straight away. These are the four songs and entries that we don't think can win it. Doesn't mean they'll definitely end in the bottom four, but we think making the top four is a very big outside chance. Oh, pretty much impossible, one would imagine. All right, well, let's... Apart from one, maybe. Okay, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, let's start with... First one we're cutting out is Stavanja Kamaratana with Who I Am. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Look, um, we got we got the preview during the semifinals, and let's be honest, it was a mess, uh, particularly vocally. Um, yeah, look... I don't mind the song, uh, but ultimately I just can't see the staging opportunities or the, the yeah, getting it. I just can't. Yep, agree. Song was okay. Performance wasn't great. Can't see it doing well. Mm. All right, next one. Kaya Rolda with Feel Again. Yeah, great vocalist, but unfortunately not the song to probably go through. Yeah, agree. Absolutely love her. I enjoy this. I like the song, but I also recognize it's a little dated and probably not for everyone, so probably not going to do that well. They, I like dated queens. Yeah, they also chuck, chucked her between uh, ticks and rain, so hey, <laughs> you never a know. sore tooth going on there. Uh, the next one we'll talk about very quickly is Atle Peterson and World on Fire. We have ruled him out a bit controversial, maybe? Yeah, because I think this is the one that maybe, just maybe, may have some legs. It's a nice contemporary song, very Spotify playlist. But will it garner enough attention? But we've seen the voting patterns from Norwegians previously. I wouldn't say this is completely without a shout. I've actually said I don't think he'll be in the bottom four, but... I've got him down there because I don't think he has a chance. Mm, okay. It's just too solid. He's a good-looking guy, does a decent song, but it just doesn't set anyone's world on fire. Mm. And the final one that we're getting rid of straight up, Emmy with Witchwoods. A mm. lot of fans love this, but, yeah, we don't think she stands much of a chance. Look, interesting song, and I think the song's got a lot of really good little hooks in there. But the whole thing just doesn't come together as a package. The song does not match the staging as we saw in the in the semifinals. So I don't think it's got enough to, to really threaten. I agree. I've written, I like the song. I like her. Maybe mixed together, not quite right. The whole recipe is just something's off, isn't it? It's it's the wrong mix. The whole, the whole thing just doesn't work together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to come through on the night, even though fans like the song. Studio is good, but I just think in this field... 
can't see her getting through. I kind of agree with you on that one. All right. Now we've got rid of, I wouldn't call it Deadwood because I think they're four quality acts. But <laughs> we got rid of the Richwoods. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to move on to some of the ones that we do think could do quite well here. And we're going to start off with a couple of the more experienced performers, let's just say. Uh, first up, we have Yawn with Faith, Bloody Faith. Okay, Michael, Yawn won the wild card round after going out in the first semi-final. Uh, what do you think of this song's chances? Well, I mean, the fact that he won the final chance is is a, a massive feather in his cap already. So he's got some support out there. Uh, look at he, looking at his semi-final performance by the standards that we've seen, his staging was quite epic. Mm. You know, um, I don't have any issue with that. I guess the problem I have is I'm not sold on him as the performer, and the song's a little bit weird, let's face it. But I, I don't. It just came across to me as aging rocker, and that didn't work for me at all. Look, I actually think the song is bloody good. I really <laughs> like the song. I was totally won over by it. Mm. Unfortunately, I found the staging a little awkward, a little disjointed, even though there was a lot thrown at it. I just think it all wasn't that cohesive. Maybe that will improve, and I agree. Maybe his stagecraft might have seen better days. Um, but hey, look, it's the only rock song in there. Uh, it's a proven public vote winner. Exactly. It's Apart if, from a semi-final. <laughs> well, other than that one. But it only lost to one. And 50-50 battles, I really don't like very much. I think you never know. You could be 40% of people love you. Exactly. But 60% feel meh about you. Um, also, the song sticks. It's it's a song you will walk away kind of singing. So mm. that that's always good for a tally vote sort of um, situation. Yeah, so look, not without a, a shot of getting up to there towards the top four, definitely. He does have a bit of a proven record so far. I'll give it that. But let's see. We, he would need to improve in the final. That's all I'll say. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll go on to the next um, experienced performer. Backing up after last year's uh, controversial loss of not making the top four, it is Rain Alexander with Eyes Wide Open. So he's back this year with a song co-written by Merlin, actually, from Eurovision 2015. What do you think about this one? What's his chances? Look, this is an interesting one. Um, Look, I can't say I'm a massive fan of the song. Another one that's a little bit messy for me. But, like... Will there be goodwill for him from 2020? Because I do really feel the Mm. whole voting Mm. fiasco that happened last year probably, you know, really hurt him the most. So will the public go for that? I I kind of want to discount the pre or the um, the preview performance. Hopefully, we get something different because I didn't enjoy the dances or anything like that. But look, it's the whole thing is interesting. I just find it interesting. I can't say I dislike it. I can't say I really like it. So, but I see some merit in it. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And <laughs> look, I think there's some great elements. I think the chorus is really good. It's got a great little catchy chorus. But on either side of that, it's a bizarre theatrical Bond yeah. song. It's about three genres in one. He even goes into kind of semi-rap. Um 
poorly. And I'm just <laughs> as, as as confused as the staging is, the song is as well. Mm. And I agree, I didn't really like that staging whatsoever. It made no sense. And we started with that creepy spoken word where he had I kind of like that blacked out eyes. Yeah, it was kind no. of that was a theater of it all, you know. Oh, um, but look, I I did write wrote down write down that some sympathy votes there and generally some of this is great and some of it is awful um so it just depends if they dial up the great or the awful (laughs) we'll see in the final but yeah it's it to me it's a hard one to pin down how this will go i agree i agree all right the next two songs we're going for more of our i guess vocalists and ballads here we're going to start with america with i can't escape So, America, she just won the last semi-final that happened on Sunday morning, Australian time. What do you think of this entry, Michael? Well, straight away, our only female ballad out of MGP this year. And that that's quite strange, because normally we do get a couple of good ballads out of MGP. Um, she did perform last week. I thought she was a great vocal with a solid song. Mm. Uh, and, um, look, I worry for this. My big worry for this is it's just going to get swamped. First of all, I think there's another vocalist who we'll talk about later that may outshine her. And then the whole thing just may get swamped by the bells and whistles and and cheerleaders or whatever we have coming up. So, look, I think it's a good entry. This screams to me midfield. Yeah, I think she's really missing having a jury here. This Mm. is the one where if they had the old flags and the jury, we might see a few for her. I'd agree with that. It's a very contemporary, probably the most contemporary radio-friendly song probably in the bunch. Um, However... I do agree with you. I think it's going to get swamped by others. Um, it has nice moments for her really exposed vocal, and when she gets it spot on, it sounds really good, and I think they've staged it well. But there is moments where she doesn't quite hit it, and because it's so exposed, it does really stand out when she misses it a mm-hmm. little bit. And so she's going to have to absolutely nail the performance to even have a chance of maybe making the four. Uh, I just don't see anywhere, any path to a clo- anywhere close to victory here for her. Making a top four would be a win, I, and I don't think she can do it. Totally, totally. I mean, I think the whole package is fine, but we're in this competition mode, and then eventually you get scored and, well, you know, voted for, and perhaps not towards it's, the top, top end. Yeah, maybe a little easier semi-final for her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, those Tavea boys... Bless them. R.I.P. <laughs> um, moving on, um, we have next is Kim with My Lonely Voice. We couldn't fix our broken strings and my lonely voice goes. Michael, this, the winner of semi-final number four, mm-hmm. Kim. Uh, what do you think of this? I mean, what a compelling ballad and what a compelling vocalist this guy is. Like, it, it when it's being performed, you can't really take your eyes off the guy. I, I really... I mean, the song is modern. I think it's a very modern ballad, which is good in mm. a Scandi sense, uh, particularly in its production and everything. 
it shouldn't work for me, but it really does. Mm. And I, I, mm. I just find him totally compelling. And and I, I have no doubt in my mind once over, he's going to be the premier vocalist we see on the night. And that is a vote catcher. That's true. So, look... It's not probably the best song to probably send to Eurovision or anything like that, but this is somewhat of a dark horse, or as at least as you can get in this kind of final. Mm, mm. Interesting. I think it definitely has more impact than the America that we just spoke about. Mm-hmm. And his, I totally agree, his vocal is impeccable. I was not a massive fan of the studio. I, I, I was almost like, oh my God, what is this? Mm. Then I watched the live and I was like, wow. Like, wow, this guy has to win, hands down, fantastic, I love it. Um, So you're right, it's all very bells and whistles and carry on and novelties and moments in the final, and maybe just smashing out a great vocal could do him really well here. Um, I wrote that it's actually not that contemporary. I, 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 you can't really place it. It's not dated. It's, oh, really? I just don't know where to put it. It's almost. I found it quite theatrical, Eurovisiony type of a song, mm-hmm. and I do like the staging. I like the kind of strings thing. It's a bit literal, but nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, but I think, look, I think he's a bit of an outside chance to do well again. If you're going to get a surprise person, make the gold jewel kind of thing at the top two. This could be the kind of surprise. Absolutely. And we've seen some surprises happen in Norway before. I just think there's something very compelling about this entire package. I would not discount this going further than people think. I'll Mm. put it that way. I wouldn't be surprised if it just finishes midfield as well, to Mm. be honest. Um, But let's wait and see. Mm, Absolutely. Right, we're going to move on. We're down to four now. We're getting to the big hitters. Mm. We're going to go for a couple of dark horses that, you know, many people don't think can win, but, hey, they're not without a shot, and they're right up there. We're going to start with uh, Blast Muffian featuring Hazel and Let Loose. Well, the winner of our first semi-final, a bit of a surprise winner oh, of that first one. All those months ago, was it months? <laughs> no, it was, it wasn't at least that long month. ago. <laughs> what do you think of this song and entry? What? How do you think it can go? Well, look, I discounted it in semi-final number one, mm. and I had egg on my face after that. Uh, look, this is so catchy. I have to say, <laughs> it's such a hook, this. Um, I like their staging. I thought what they did really brought the song alive and and made it really enjoyable. I don't know why it works, but it does. It just does. And also, I would not discount Norwegians voting for this. We saw in the past things like Mr. Unicorn, mm. things where perhaps things were just wasn't a great song, but it was cohesively done. It really caught people's attention. So... Oh, yeah, this this is one of the reasons I think we're putting it in this top top group is because there is just something about this that works. I watched something the other day that they spoke about, like a commentary of Eurovision, saying a lot of musical um, artists don't like to pretend to play the instruments. Mm-hmm. Nothing could be further from the truth with <laughs> these trio. The stars of the whole song are three blokes who aren't actually singing or playing anything. They are just starring and that you believe you believe they're playing the instruments mm-hmm. i've never been more convinced of someone not playing an instrument in my You've life never been more compelled by a sousaphone <laughs> sousaphone was this is and also this is it it's the moments yeah it, this is staged brilliantly when i heard
heard this. I like it. I like brass. Hey, I used to play the trumpet. I used to play the euphonium and the baritone horn. I love my brass. And I love and ska music and all that. And this was really, I, I loved it. But I was like, wow, that's a lot of instrumentation. They're not going to be able to pull this off. They did. Yeah. It's great having her. She's kind of like in her own little rooms, come out. And that staging is amazing when they lay on the floor and they come together and then they do come out with the sousaphone. And it's just a magical moment. And you need moments to capture people. I want to watch the three minutes. I never get bored of it. Yeah. It keeps you moving. It's brilliant. They are captivating. This is a dark horse to do very well. Yeah, I totally agree. I didn't like the studio version because I was like, how are they going to fill all these points without vocals? Mm. But they did, and they do it visually, and they do it very, very cleverly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would not discount this. Hazel all. does have to nail her vocal. She missed a couple little things, and she's very exposed because that's all that's happening vocally. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if she, as long as she does a competent job, it will do very well. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. All right, talking about moments, let's move on to our next one is Ray Lee and Hero. Well, Michael, she made the top four last year with Wild. She's back again. Every chance of making the top four again. What do you think of this? Well, gosh, she is back, and she's back bigger and better. Um, for me, the best song to come out of the semifinals by a long, long margin. I think this is fantastic. Um, she's second in the running order. Oh, gosh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, look, this this song is the zeitgeist of the national final season, which is that 80s sound, and it's so pure 80s. It's staged that way pretty well. I, I do like the, the, the staging they had in the semi-final. Hopefully it might elevate a little bit for the final. But it's a cracker of a song. She performs the absolute hell out of it. And, of course, we have the moment, you know. So if that can capture people's imaginations, which I imagine it will, then I think this is pretty much nailed on for the gold uh, four at the end. Yeah, look, I when I first heard this, I was like, wow, they've really gone a bit parody 80s. Like, <laughs> uh, I was a bit like, they're hiding a lot from the 80s stuff, but it's good and I really enjoyed it in the studio. Then the performance came on. First half, I was like, I am really underwhelmed by this. I expected way more. Then it just lifts and lifts. And I tell you what, when that moment came, yeah. I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> I wailed and I gagged and I was gooped. And I tell you what, it's the best moment. It's Obviously, it's a complete carbon copy, but it is the best moment I think I've ever seen in a national final. If I saw that at Eurovision, Big cool. I would be like, well, this is one of the best moments I've ever seen. Big cool. Oh, like, it's a, incredible. It is. And it she's is. so likable. And what I love about it is that it's also very strong and there's this female empowerment thing. You know, it's not the kind of holding on out for a hero of Bonnie Tyler mm-hmm. 80s. This is I am the I am the bloody hero and i'm gonna sing this song and i'm gonna be powerful and i'm gonna smash it um and i love it i absolutely adore it now it's really really good doesn't make makes sure she cleans the vocal up a little bit mm-hmm. it's it is very obvious when she's missing because she's coming out very powerfully the whole way through but um wow this that moment alone because a lot of people will see it for the first time on the night mm-hmm. won't have the surprise of that first time but wow um yeah great 
Can I ask a question? Take that, <laughs> take that moment out. How strong is this entry? Uh, I would be questioning her making the top four. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably would be. It, I still like the song. Yeah. But without that staging wow, and you need that little wow, it probably goes down a couple of gears. Yeah, but, I mean, that's... I mean, it's that's part of everything. Isn't Eurovision it? Yeah. National Finals is part of the plus Marfion. I without that whole with a sousaf- without a sousaphone, maybe <laughs> we got a sousaphone or a bucket of water. These are the biggest props I've seen in, in this year. They're amazing. I'm so impressed. Fair enough. But we were very impressed with Ray Lee. I have to say, I think she has every chance of doing extremely well. Exactly. If anyone's going to upset the top two. I would think it's probably They're going to tip the bucket on the head of the national final. It could be her, literally. (laughs) But we do think it is going to come down to two artists, and I don't think this is a surprise for many. People have been talking about this duel for as soon as they came out of that first semi-final performances. We're going to start with Tix and Fallen Angel. So, Michael, we have a title change because he is now singing it in English, not Norwegian. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get on to the song and the performance and the chances. What do you think? Well, gosh, um, no surprise. And anyone who's listened to our podcast, I'm a massive fan. Well, I was a massive fan of Utav uh, Merket, but I'll go with Fallen Angel. Um the best of the preview staging we saw from all the pre-qualifiers. There's something about this guy. It was simple, but it was still epic mm. in a ticks kind of way. And I want to also mention what a huge act from Norway to even want to go to Eurovision. Mm. This is such a, an amazing thing. It's like thinking, you know, people complain in the UK, you can't get this big name, you can't get that person. This is one of the biggest names in Norway, and he wants to go to Eurovision. That's fantastic. The song itself, it's a modern radio-friendly song. And if he was to get the ticket, I think we've seen what juries are doing at Eurovision the last few years. This very much uh, is in their wheelhouse. Also, the English version, I haven't heard it yet, but it makes it more pan-European. If I did have a doubt about it, it was a Norwegian language about it, which may uh, limit its appeal if it was to get to Eurovision. But look, I I love everything about this song. I love everything about Tick's. I am sold. He's <laughs> he is he's got a new fan in Australia, that's for sure. Oh, I know I know you love this so much and I have heard a lot of this in the recent times. Every day. <laughs> but I do think you're looking at things through some, you know, ticks tinted glasses here. <laughs> um I love this. I do. Calling it modern, mm. Look, it may be it may be charting very high on Spotify, but I feel that this is a massive throwback to like late nineties, early two thousands, a boy band type song. This really is. It's an epic power pop song. Um, it's not a bad thing. I think he has a modern take on it. I wouldn't say it's a contemporary song. That's one thing I'll say. We'll disagree on that. We can disagree on that. But look, it's a massive Spotify hit for good reason. I do really enjoy the song. But the staging is what I'm absolutely in love with. Um, and even if he changes up a bit, I hope there's some keeping of that. Those those demon black angel wings and him in the middle with those like I just it just brought the whole package together for me. Cause I was I liked the song when I first heard it, but the whole thing in his stage presence is amazing. He's popular, 
I love the song. Again, he has every chance because he is incredibly popular and he's brought a great package to this national final. Yeah. I mean, maybe some of the international fans don't know, but he's just so domestically huge. This guy's had number ones and number two singles last year. We're not talking a few years ago. Like, this guy is current. So, like, he's going to have a massive fan base behind him. And, and um, you know, this is a 100% tally vote competition. So you can't discount this guy one little bit. Yeah, the song has still been in the top 10 on Spotify in Norway, while the others have really distanced themselves into the hundreds. So that should give you an indication. Maybe because it's modern and radio-friendly, uh. though. <laughs> Moving on to our last song, we have Kano with Monument. Well, the Melody Grand Prix winners from 2019, the Eurovision Televote winners from 2019 as well, Kano, they're back with a great big song, every chance to win. What do you think of this? Well, isn't it great to see them back straight away? Yeah. Like, what lovely artists. There's no, you just can't not fall in love with these guys. Um, first and foremost, they've come back with a better song. That's my first thing. I actually prefer this over Spirit in the Sky. I did find Spirit in the Sky a little basic. Sorry. <laughs> but it was. This has got far more going on, and I think there's far more jury appeal if they were to get through. Look, again, I'm going to discount the preview staging. Um, I felt, you know, like I expected to be far more epic in, in what we're about to see in the final. Um, I mean, obviously, this is a huge chance. Like, it's a huge chance. These guys <laughs> won the public vote last time. The Norwegians aren't silly. You know, they've got a good song. Why wouldn't you send them again? And there's a lot to like. There's a lot to like about them. There's a lot to like about the song. And they are proven performers. So, like... This has to go in the favourite, one would imagine. Yeah, look, the first time I heard the song, when it was premiering, I was ready to discount it pretty quickly. Like, how are you going to back up Spirit in the Sky? And I was like, okay, this is good. Mm. And to me, that's a really positive thing. If I'm not panning it straight up, then wow, okay, good. And I'll tell you what, the the more times you do hear it, the more it gets in your head. Don't know if it has the stickability factor that Spirit in the Sky has, but I don't think that matters so much for Melody Grand Prix. We're not talking Eurovision here. This is a really good quality song. I really enjoy it. I do agree it's probably more um, mainstreamy in a way with still being quirky. You know, it's still different. You're still mm. getting yoiking. Um, Alexandra gets to show off her vocal far more because she's easily the best artist out of those three. And she's very much more central to this package as well, isn't she? And she smashes that vocal moment. And as long as she does, that is that is their moment in this. Um the thing is, I I hated the staging. Like, hated... The preview staging. The preview staging. Okay. I hated it. So I do hope to see more from that. This is not a dark, grey-suited song. Um, and I think that's where Ticks really outshone them. I'm sure they're going to bring in something different. I'm sure they're holding back. They don't have a great record of doing amazing staging. <laughs> Let's... Let's be honest. I know they won the telly vote. MGP, their staging was really poor, but they've really evolved since then. So as long as they get that right, 
It's a train that's going to be very hard to stop. Yeah, exactly. It's probably about, and it, I guess it depends on the viewing audience of Melody Grand Prix. Uh, do we have the hardcore Eurovision fans who I think will probably go for the Kano side of things? Or do you have the more mainstream audience that may go for ticks? Having said that, and I'm going to use Australia Decides as an example, our first opportunity we had with Australia Decides, we had Shepard, who mm. were probably the biggest commercial act. Yeah, easily. But we chose Kate Miller-Heidke because mm. she had the more Eurovision package. Mm. So this reminds me of this kind of battle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. We were thinking of Eurovision rather than thinking of that. And we were all, wor- like, not worried because Shepard were going to be great <laughs> if they went. Yeah. But we probably had two that we preferred. Generally, everyone did. And there was almost a sigh of relief in the stadium when they weren't because we thought their stands might come out. And I agree, it does mm-hmm. remind me of this a bit. But Shepard weren't also getting top 10 in Spotify in Australia at the True. time. So, but I think it's a really good point. Mm, excellent. excellent. Okay. Well, excellent. look, prediction time, Michael. Here we go. Some I want your top danger. four, top two and winner. <laughs> Can I start at the easy end? Can I start with Kano and Tix will be in the top four? Yes. <laughs> All right. And then I'll throw in Ray Lee because I think she's got more than more than enough to make that top, top uh, four. This is where it gets interesting for me. I think that last four, because looking at, um, you know, voting from MGP in the past, and if anyone can remember Adrian Jurgensen with the bubble, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one can. But anyway, he made the top four. My heart tells me Kim, because I want to see a ballad in there. Mm. But I'm going to throw in there Blasa Mafian could easily get it. Yawn could easily get it in that fourth spot and i'm also going to chuck in as a massive wild card Artley. i just think he's so photogenic he's so it's such a radio friendly pop song i just there's something about it that i think it's going to do a lot better so this is like the think. melbourne cup where i pick half a field um <laughs> so you got your three who's your fourth one artist go kim okay big big call who wins oh wow I want to say Tix, but I'm going to say Kano. Over Tix in the last two? Yep. I think the Eurovision fans will have it over the domestic uh, commercial fans. Yep. I've, I have almost the same top four. I have Kano, Tix, Rayleigh, and I have Blast Mafion. I'd like to see Kim in there. I think he has a chance. I do agree with Yawn as well. But I think I think those four just, to me, stand out as like mm-hmm. obvious tally vote winners um, and moments and staging and songs. I think they're going to be the four. Um, I th- I don't think this is going to be close. I think this is going to be an absolute laid down easy victory for Kano. Oh wow! I do not see this the Spotify thing coming across here. It reminds me of when Alexander Reback came back and did how um, that awful. Well, no, I actually quite enjoyed the performance. Um, <laughs> that's how you write a song. We had some great songs in that, including Rebecca, yeah. who we are. Hello. Yeah, but I mean, Rebecca wasn't a number one artist in No, Norway. true. But I mean, he won with like something like 75 to 80% of the vote. True. Norwegians aren't stupid. They want to do well. He is a proven artist at Eurovision, come back with a good song. Tix is just not that much better. To, he's a he's a bit better in my mind, but overall, 
Just not enough. Kano is going to romp this home. It's not even going to be close. I think it's going to be very close, but I can see Kano shading it. Absolutely smashing it. Kano will win this in a canter. Well, let's hope not. Go Ticks. <laughs> All right. Well, it's not just our predictions as well. Yeah. We've gone out to the Aussie Vision team, mm. particularly some of the people who've been part of this Norwegian coverage as well. Let's get some sense into this conversation, Dale. What do the team think? Okay. Well, let's hear from the team. We're going to hear from Liv, Fleur, Ford, Hugo, Guy, Emma, Wade, and Cooper. Back when I saw Tix in semi-final one, I thought, yep, he has got something here that really could win this whole competition. Jury appeal and mass televote appeal. He is smashing it in the streams. He's got clout and personality. I just, I, I think he's honestly going to win it. Uh, my personal favorite is Let Loose. I mean, Look, I don't blame it for probably not doing very well because it is just kind of a three-minute EDM brass sax party thing. Um, I enjoy it, but I can understand if it doesn't do so well. Uh, Kaino, they have that plum position of second last in the running order. I'm sure they'll go far with that. Um, I anticipate that they'll be in the top three for sure. My tip to win the Melody Grand Prix trophy this weekend is Kaino with the song Monument. Now, this isn't my favourite song in the competition, but I do believe that this is the best all-round package we have. Tom, Alexandra and Fred have come leaps and bounds since they went to Eurovision in 2019 with Spirit in the Sky. They've worked together closely in the last couple of years. They've grown as a songwriting unit. Monument is going to do really well. It will probably win. But I do want to give a little recognition to Hero by Rayleigh. Because if Momentum wasn't in this competition, she would probably win, guaranteed. Really looking forward to this year's show. The song I hope to win and the song I think will win is Kano with Monument. The studio version didn't jump out at me like um, some of the other songs did, but that live performance, man, that is good. The vocals are absolutely on point. That high note from Alexandra, probably the moment of this year's whole MGP. Um, so I think they're the one to beat, definitely. Yeah, I think Kano are going to win the contest this year. I think with the huge amount of and well-deserved love that they have from the public, it'll get them across the line. In second place, I think it would be Tix. And it's hard to know if I'm underestimating his star power within Norway. So I think if anybody is a threat to Kano, it's definitely him. I think in the rest of the top half of the scoreboard, we'll see Blast Mafian. I think Rayleigh will do really well. I think Yorn will do really well. And I'm not sure that Rain Alexander will get the same amount of support as he did last year with this song. But having said that, he is popular and I'm sure he'll still be in the top half of the scoreboard. I'm predicting Monument by Kino to win this year's Melody Grand Prix. We know that Kino are popular with the public. We saw this when they represented Norway in 2019. And I think this song will be more jury-friendly this time around. I love how the song shows off Alexandra's great vocal range. And also Fred gets more of an opportunity to rap and yoik than he did um, in Spirit in the Sky. Um, And while Norway has some great uh, songs vying to represent them this year, I think that Monument would be the best choice for them. So I don't think the results will be a big blowout like some are predicting. While I'm very excited to see Kano come back, I don't think their song's automatically headed to Rotterdam. It's a super strong grand final in my opinion and probably a five-horse race. 
Monument's certainly the front-runner heading in, but I think Ticks is very much a threat, depending how his song translates over to English. For me, the biggest song to watch is actually Let Loose. It beat plenty of strong songs in semi-final one. It's a real surprise packet. Uh, it had perfect staging. It's fun, it's short, punchy, it immediately grabs your attention. And its long instrumental is actually a point of difference. While the running order isn't everything, I think performing fifth is very much an advantage for this song. If it doesn't finish high, I'd be very surprised. Even though this is a really strong MGP final this year, I do believe it is Kano's to lose at this point. Monument is such a great song. I think it's going to appeal to juries so much more than Spirit in the Sky did. But also at the same time, they've still got that public backing towards them. I think that coming off directly off their latest album and competing in 2019, Kano is going to have that appeal to get them that ticket to Rotterdam. But I also think we should look out for World on Fire by Adol. That song may just be a generic pop production, but I think it's that generic pop production that's going to get a very broad, wide appeal for the song and could really do well at the final on Sunday. Well, we started with a Ticks prediction and then it was pretty much all Kano after that, wasn't it? It was an avalanche of Kano and one can understand why, you know, like it is totally going to have to go in an absolute favourite in this. And um, I guess there'll be a bit of a shock if it doesn't take the crown, mm. but certainly no lay down Mazir, I would imagine. Oh, everyone I think recognises Tix is the, the threat here, but as Cooper said at the end, it think it is Kano's to lose. Yeah, pretty much, one would imagine. All right, well, thanks so much for joining us. You yes. can tune in on Sunday morning um, here in Australia, 6am Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time and 8pm Central European Time in Europe. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Enjoy the uh, grand final. All right, tuck. See you later. Bye.